and welcome back to another episode of Pages from My Notebook, a true to life podcast. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Has it been another three to five months since I posted an episode? Yes. However, comma, I'm here and we can only live in the moment. So if you want to hear, you know what, not even if you just want to hear, I'm going to tell you what has happened and what I plan to do in this last and final year of graduate school. So buckle in and keep on listening. Once again, welcome back to the podcast. I like to listen to the previous episode that I recorded before I do the new ones just to see where I was at and what I was talking about. And first of all, I apologize. You can tell how down horrendously I was based on the quality of the audio. (laughs) I thought I was so smart trying to like lay still so I could record. You could hear every rustle of (laughs) my bed where I was laying down. So I apologize for that. Since I recorded that episode, kind of a lot has happened and looking back at it, it doesn't feel like it. But knowing me, I'm a person who doesn't realize what has happened to me until after the fact like I just get caught up in the moment trying to get through it and then once it's over I get a break I sit back and be like wow that was a lot and we can obviously see that with my first year of graduate school hot ass mess and I feel a little bit better because it was pretty much that bad well not that bad but pretty bad for probably 80-85% of my fellow cohort mates. So I feel better, but it's also like, damn, we got God. (laughs) So for the purposes of this episode, I just want to do like a little bitty recap and kind of catch you up to speed, but then I'm going to do individual episodes on the main events that have happened because it literally has been a lot. So let's jump right into it. Since May, I believe that last episode was May 16th or 17th. After that, I got the hell out of Dodge, right? I went back home. I had been searching for jobs or an internship because as always, you know, concerns about money are kind of at the forefront (laughs) of my mind. And given that I was living in the apartment from hell, the landlord from hell and in place of the student loan debt which I thankfully didn't have because this hellhole of a university came out of their pockets for me I racked up a considerable amount of credit card debt so I couldn't let myself rest obviously and was worried about that so I've been searching for jobs in the city or on campus that was a bust (laughs) I need to make a whole job and money episode because those experiences. Child, I've been searching for those. No luck in Chicago or really anything in the state of Illinois. Um, Really not at home either or remotely, virtually. But I (laughs) got my Nepo baby come up and one of my father's fraternity brothers and like lifelong friends um, recommended my resume to one of the agencies. Um, in the local government of my hometown and I took it Um, if you are new to the podcast or if you just don't pay attention I (laughs) am getting my master's in urban planning and I don't have very much experience I had an internship um, in undergrad 
which was great, but I was still, you know, just a girl trying to find her way. And I did learn a lot from it and it did help direct me to where I want to go. But it wasn't enough experience to make me, I guess, competitive for all of the other internships that I wanted to apply for. So I was really down on my luck, um, but that came through. So I wasn't stuck in Illinois. I again got out of Dodge and I went home. I did spend the summer at home and no one really talks about summers after college. We know like when you and your friends go off to college and you plan to come back for breaks and different things like that and you have that togetherness. No one talks about when everyone has graduated and everyone has a job or a man or a dog or <laughs> you know all these other responsibilities and it's not as easy to link up even though you live in close proximity to each other again. And my friends, I'm so proud of them. Everyone is doing so well. Um, I'm the only one, well, I'm one of two that is in graduate school. My one friend is in professional school. Like, she got engaged. My other friend has a man. Everyone is gainfully employed. Everyone is moving up. Everyone is doing big things in the world. And that, that like, fills my soul. You know what I mean? I love that for them. I love that for us. But it also kind of added another layer. And that's why, that's kind of why I left home in the first place is that I didn't want to be that person who didn't have anything going for them. And when I come home for the summer is because I'm always go, go, go during the school year, I tend to do nothing. And in this arena of life and what I'm accustomed to, that's not really gonna get you places. If I take a break, it feels like I'm falling behind. And so even though I did have an internship, it wasn't necessarily in the field that I want to pursue professionally, but you know, I needed a means to an end and I was grateful for the opportunity. So I took it. But over the summer, all I really did was go to work, go to the gym, <laughs> go home. I didn't really do anything. I didn't really go anywhere. And you know, it was a nice change of pace, but there was still something in the back of my mind saying that like, I could have done more, I should have done more, I could be getting ahead, doing something or other. So yeah, no real, I don't want to say no progress, but I feel like I was just existing for a couple of months there. And that's not too bad considering all of the things that I had to figure out and things that I had to go through during the school year. But yeah, that was summertime and a lot of it was spent with anxiety knowing that I was going back to school. And so this leads me to <laughs> this leads me to the fateful day where I was sitting at my cubicle and I decided to make a TikTok about my experience in graduate school. And this is probably going to be the next episode that's uploaded, but that TikTok changed everything. I made a silly little slideshow about everything that I went through, everything that you've heard throughout these episodes. And it ended up getting over 700,000 views, thousands of comments, likes, shares, basically everybody either calling me a dumbass for staying and not dropping out, people saying that I should push through. Um, people were saying like, you know, I would support her, but there were so many signs, like she should have just left. Like, who are you trying to please? What are you trying to do? Um, laughing at me for failing my driver's test. It was a mess, but I did 
get so many DMs, so many contacts of people who figured out where I lived because I talked a lot about my shitty apartment and the school I went to. And I was like blown away (laughs) by that because I thought it was just me. I didn't know that anyone else had experienced this like weird sort of twilight zone that is Champaign, Illinois, but I realized I wasn't alone. A lot of the comments were also like, oh, once I figured out what school you went to or what town you were in, like this all makes sense. And so I'm definitely going to talk about that more in the episode about the TikTok. But that kind of, you know, reinvigorated me. People sent me money. Someone like bought out my Amazon wish list. A couple people did that. Actually, thank you so much to everyone if you're listening to this. So that was my around my last day of work. So like the middle of July. And that had picked me up because I was trying to think of ways that I could improve my experience even more and after everything I went through you you might as well think like what is even the point (laughs) like there's nothing left like every single thing you've tried to do has turned to crap so what'll be different but I was thinking you know I would like a way to make more money I would like a way to be able to share my experience I have I've created this podcast platform it's mostly just for fun but you know, over 2,000 people have downloaded my episodes in these last three years, which compared to other podcasts is not a lot at all, but compared to some podcasts, it really is a lot. So, but anyway, my goal of this wasn't to gain notoriety or followers, but I really felt like there is a reason that I was going through all this and there's a reason that I have these platforms and that that is a TikTok that was picked up and shown to more people and that that is an opportunity for me to use my voice to talk about these things. And so I said, you know, this is my moment, but of course the anxiety kicked in and I started thinking if I should delete it and even more so, I started thinking maybe everybody is right. Maybe I'm like absolutely insane for not dropping out and not just saying forget it and going back. And so I really spiraled kind of like thinking, having a quarter life crisis, I'm only 23, but it's basically the same thing. Thinking I'm wasting my youth and my, you know, good years on this degree that I feel like will be useful, but I don't want (laughs) to, I don't like the place that I'm getting it from and the structure of graduate school and academia if I wasn't already halfway there and I could, and I had the plan to get to the end, I would never get (laughs) an advanced degree because it is so horrible, honestly. It's really not made for anyone to succeed in. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be gatekeepy. It's supposed to only get people The people that get through it are the ones who have the connections and who maybe don't even do the work all the way. Again, that's another episode, but I just felt like this was my, my sign to push and to try the best that I can to try to make a name for myself, try to turn this into something. And so I still don't have that many followers on TikTok comparatively. My views have not been as consistent after that video, but it, doesn't take everybody seeing you it just takes the right people seeing you and I really feel like I've begun to grow that community and um my plan was to be consistent with podcast episodes make more post more 
But again, the anxiety creeps up. The imposter syndrome creeps up. It's like, should you be sharing this? Shouldn't you wait to see if it gets better? You don't want people at school finding this or employers finding this. Every single thing you would think of that people tell you <laughs> that can go wrong from posting on the internet, I, I, you know, convinced myself and talked myself out of doing it. And those things can be valid. Obviously, you can't just say whatever you want on the internet and not face repercussions. But also, if I had never spoken up about my experiences, I never would have helped the people who reached out to me and told me they've gone through exactly what I've gone through or the people who hadn't seen anyone who looks like them go to graduate school or be in urban planning or do whatever it is that they resonated with with me. And I believe <laughs> that benefit is greater than any potential negative stigma or repercussion I suppose that could come from sharing my story so this semester I'm trying my very best to keep talking because I do find I feel better after I talk to people I talk to my mom and my sister all the time I just had like a three-hour phone call with them going through a dilemma which again I will get to because in this catch-up timeline we're still in July so that is kind of what shifted my mindset about going back to school. So after I posted that TikTok, I went to Chicago to see Beyonce before I moved out of my old apartment and moved into my new one. So of course, the Renaissance tour, what what even can be said about the greatest living entertainer of multiple generations? You know what I mean? And like any self-respecting Beehive member, I've been playing renaissance pretty much daily i do have my favorites heated move cozy i'm that girl virgo's groove but out of all of them break my soul even though it's a single and people disregard singles break my soul the lyrics of that song really and truly move me and hit me and when the beat comes in and big frida's voice and the bounce like it just it really does lift my spirits and it really does make me feel like I'm that bitch I can do anything I can you know surmount any obstacle that comes my way and don't take my idea but I think my grad cap for my master's degree is going to be either lyrics from a church girl like um the intro of my podcast if you listen to those lyrics I really resonate with those or break my soul um yeah and so <laughs> after seeing Beyonce and feeling like I could do anything, being surrounded by silver and glitter and sequins, um, I had to face the ending of one chapter and moving out of my <laughs> terrible apartment. And I thought I could do it myself, but I couldn't. So I had to have my mommy come and help me. And so she helped me pack everything up, move things to my storage unit, pay for my storage unit, clean and move into my new apartment which is where I'm recording this episode and y'all if you could see I haven't made a video or a TikTok or anything about it because I'm just like still absorbing it and taking it in I moved from some 1950s neglected rundown <laughs> shithole to brand new construction stainless steel marble granite glass everything has tags on it still everything is brand new like I'm the first person to touch these things to breathe this air a balcony in unit 
laundry a dishwasher like i'm just so grateful and i will never take any nice housing for granted ever again like because i've been through the trenches and i i had a shitty apartment in undergrad too the management was terrible shout out to morgan hey girl um (laughs) you know so i know what it's like to live in not great places and that is Again, jumping ahead, but that is what is influencing my um, capstone project for my degree. But again, we're going to get there. So end of July, my lease ended the 31st. And I moved into this new apartment on August 1st. And I'm recording this episode on August 2nd. And it's kind of crazy. It's already been a month. Um, but it feels good. I feel at home. I feel safe. I feel just so much better. And I think that is another huge thing that's setting the foundation for finishing this degree because it was really hard having hard terrible days and coming back (laughs) to a hard and terrible apartment and that was the only place that I could find comfort even though it was so uncomfortable hearing people scream and smash bottles and pull fire alarms and bang on doors and steal packages um I digress. So (laughs) I actually am able to relax and breathe and feel myself and feel at home here. And so, um, again, my mom helped me move in and before I knew it, well, actually not even that. So (laughs) like I said, I had been searching for jobs and internships before I left in April and May. And I've actually quit two jobs before school even started which is wild to say so the first job I had I sent out applications literally everywhere and I got hired at the bookstore like for the university and this is one of the first instances where my gut was telling me something and I actually listened and I'm really proud of myself so first of all I never had an interview they sent me a word document of five questions to answer and you turn in your answers and once I did they offered me the job I never spoke to anyone (laughs) at the bookstore before I got hired but I said I need something so I'll take it and so I did I went to HR I did everything um I paid five dollars to get my t-shirt and a name tag and the girls at the location that I was at they were like oh because there's two locations for like the bookstore and so I went to the one that's not where I would be working and so they said oh are you new you're gonna be working here I said oh no the other location and they asked about like the manager and so I told them his name and they were like oh yeah he's really weird he's nice but like really weird and she handed me my shirt and she said good luck and I said thank you (laughs) and I walked away and I said oh no because two they were obviously undergraduate students but one of the girls was black and you know we we just have that telepathy and so I said hmm all right cool and that kind of stuck with me throughout the summer the next thing was I thought as soon as I got hired usually at any job they're like oh you can come in for training I got an email to put in my availability on this on the schedule but nothing ever about training it was basically just like you can put your availability in and 
we're going to start scheduling you. And in my head, I'm like, but I don't know what I'm doing. And so keep, keep that in mind. Put a pin in that, too. And so once I got hired, they added me to the email list of all the employees. And this is where they really messed up. Because the bookstore is a mess. <laughs> it's all students. So obviously, they don't really care about anything going on. I got emails about people not showing up people being late, people leaving the door unlocked, people coming in through the back door. They had a new director come in. They had two other higher-ups leave. And the cherry on top. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, I still haven't heard anything about training, still haven't met anybody there. The new director of the bookstore sends an email all about traits of being a good employee. And implored all of the bookstore employees to read it and to basically do better at their jobs. And she added a message um, to one of the bullet points, which was to be attentive, you know, on the on the floor to help customers. And in parentheses, she said, I know that you all are hiding in the bathrooms. Please stop. <laughs> and when I read that, I said, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm going to respectfully decline because what the hell do you mean people are hiding in the bathroom? It just felt so ridiculous that in all seriousness, like that was a legitimate concern and repeated behavior that they were <laughs> that they were dealing with. Like it was so ridiculous and I knew in my mind's eye, I could see myself being the only reliable one and everyone asking me to cover their shifts and everyone asking me to do 5 million things during a shift that I just couldn't take it. I've done my due diligence. I've done retail. Probably, I think I've had like three retail jobs now, three or four. And I just, <laughs> it's a way to make ends meet. But it's just, it just wasn't going to work. If I'm going to get out of here with that fancy piece of paper with my name on it, I have to detract, defer, deflect. That's the word I'm looking for. Deflect as much bullshit as possible. And so when I see it coming at me full force, I got to say no. And so <laughs> that I got that email over the summer when I was at my actual internship with real adult working people. And I said, oh, no. So once again, that's where the anxiety came in that I'm going into my second year jobless again. And so <laughs> I kept on the job search. And once I got into my new apartment, I was still applying. No, actually, I was at my old apartment. I was applying for jobs. And because I'm interested in housing issues, I thought, OK, maybe apartments and leasing will be a place for me to get good experience and so I apply for what's called a community agent something or other it had the word community in it and for me that's a green flag because I study community development but as I quickly learned in leasing and apartment language community it doesn't really mean <laughs> what it means on a wider urban planning scale it basically just means selling to people who will then live on a property and you can technically kind of sort of not really call that a community. But either way, I apply and I go through a series of three different interviews 
And the position would basically be a leasing agent. So you help people sign leases, you take people on tours, and you do marketing like social media, and you put on events for the residents. Sounds cool, sounds manageable, it's a part-time position. So fast forward, I interview three times, I get the job. Um, I show up to my first day of work, and no one has in the building has worked there for more than like six months. I interviewed with two people. One of them was a traveling employee. So they don't, they're not even based in the area. And the other person, by the time that I accepted and gotten to the first day, she had quit. (laughs) So I said, okay. Um, yeah. So basically no one was there that (laughs) really had been there for long enough. So I said, high turnover. That's one. And I'm telling the stories now, but I need to make a job episode because the amount of red flags that came up at this job, like they didn't do anything basically that was supposed to be done in the training manual. And the training manual was supposed to take four weeks to complete. And just the way it was going, they put us out into the main office because people were leaving and they had us begin to get residents their packages and that was the only thing we could do and just the attitude of the place I said this is going to be my final day it would just be entirely too much for me to handle as a student it's it's no way that could be a part-time job like there's (laughs) they would give you the responsibilities of a full-time person just for less hours and less pay so I had to bounce and I sent an email of my resignation but nobody got it until the third day (laughs) because the manager wasn't there because no one knows what was going on so yeah I quit the same day my hiring paperwork was finalized um (laughs) so I quit one job before I even started and another one on the first day so that's kind of where I was money wise and again freaking out because what what am I even doing here However, the university has done one of the few good things that they've done, which is honor their promises in my financial aid. And I was given a teaching assistant position. So that is currently my job. I am leading a discussion session for an urban planning class. And supposedly, I'll be getting paid a certain amount every month. And we're going to have our fingers crossed that this is consistent and true and that I will not get evicted. So that is kind of where I'm at. So unlucky in the job internship search. My family friends helped me out. I got a job (laughs) for the summer. I got multiple jobs at school. They didn't work out, but my school sanctioned um, position is currently going really well. And I'm really happy about that. So that brings us to the following (laughs) portion of this episode, which is how the hell am I going to finish this degree? And now we are pretty much caught up to present day. So I am employed, not in the ways (laughs) that I thought I would be, but it's working and it's probably, and, and no, it most definitely is the best option for me. And so all that I have left to do is go to class, do the work, and graduate. 
And so, so far, my gut has been taking me far. I have made a promise to myself that I will listen to, you know, what I feel is right for me, but also push myself out and do things that I wouldn't normally do. Because being here, I felt so traumatized. And by that, I felt, and by proxy, I felt that I wouldn't show up to different events as my true self because I was so on edge from just trying to survive and trying to watch out for when the other shoe would drop. And so I isolated myself because I thought it was safer being by myself than trying to put myself out there in new situations and also having those not work out. But I pushed through and I have been more social and more involved as well. Um, and that has really paid off because I've been to department events. I've been to just casual events and talking to people, getting to know the new students, getting to know my current friends even better has been really nice. And I think that's definitely going to make a difference in how I perform this year. So I have <laughs> 32 credits left to complete, which is a literal crazy amount. Um, and so I'm trying the best I can and I never really did this in undergrad, but I've dropped classes. Uh, <laughs> again, I probably should make a specific episode about all of these different things, but if there's bad vibes, I'm out of there. If there's a type of assignment I don't want to do, I'm, I'm gone. If they, if the professor is an unorganized person, I don't have time to sit through platitudes and like stories and all this different stuff. Like I just want to show up, tell me what I need to do. What do I need to read? What do I need to contribute? What do I need to post so I can get out of here? And if there's anybody, bless their hearts, you're probably a great person. But if your teaching style prohibits me from being able to do what I need to do without imploding from stress, you have to go. <laughs> and so I've already had one of those classes. And it's kind of unfortunate because there are a lot of people that I know in that class. And that's a good opportunity to get to know people. But I don't want those, I don't want <laughs> friends and potential friends to see me get stressed out and and all this kind of stuff I just it was a bad situation all around but hopefully things are working out and um I will be able to do the work so classes for the most part seem I don't want to say easy I really don't want to jinx myself and say that things are easy but they seem manageable I think manageable is a better word the big <laughs> The phrase that came to mind is like the biggest bitch in the room is a capstone project. So if you are unfamiliar, at the culmination of a degree, you likely have to do a project, whether that's research, whether that's an experiment, I don't know, just a project to finalize your studies. And so you'll often hear the term thesis, which is um, likely... Um, for like PhDs, graduate students, and that is a a paper, I guess, which encapsulates an original research question that they have explored. But on the master's level, you can do a capstone, which in my department is basically working for a client. And 
<laughs> they're not going to say this, but essentially doing their bidding and you don't really have as much flexibility, but you work on a project that somebody else needs done and you kind of spin it and talk about what you learned from it and how it will apply in your professional life. And so my capstone project is related to my apartment from hell. I am not alone in having a shitty apartment at this university. It's actually really common and it's really, really bad. Like <laughs> people are needing legal support. People are paying fees. It's, it's craziness. And so my project, my idea for my project is to see what's going on, see what are the common threads of things people are experiencing as renters and come up with solutions and ways that the university and the city can better support renters and hold these terrible rental companies accountable. And that all sounds great and noble, right? Every time I see a post about like, this apartment screwed me over, or this happened, or this is bad, this is broken, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to write this expose. Like, it's going to be this whole entire thing. But then I stop and think, I don't know how to <laughs> approach any of this. I have realized that I hate doing research. I don't like coming up with the questions. I don't like cleaning the data. I don't like doing any of that. I would rather see research other people have done and synthesize it and come up with conclusions based on that. However, I don't really have the option of that this time because I don't have, I don't know, I just don't have it. I don't, <laughs> I don't have the time or the capacity to think of a way to make this easier on myself. So I'm sort of approaching this as a thesis type situation. I feel like I'm the client because I'm a renter. Um, but you know me, I'm going to finesse it and I'm going to get it done, but that is going to be the largest thing that is taking my time and attention this year and basically standing between me and this degree. So put your prayers up, put your good thoughts, all the good things I will take. And yeah, so academic wise, so far so good. I'm approaching things with an open mind. I'm saying no to the bullshit. I'm saying yes to things that will help me. I'm using a planner, I have a calendar, I'm making sure to get outside. I just scheduled a mani-pedi, like I am trying to be the best me that I can be. And I did mention earlier about me trying to be more social and that was another promise I made to myself. I said to say yes. I didn't set like a quota or any numerical data point to hit, but I've already been out twice to bars. If you can believe it, me, <laughs> go willingly and going to a bar, you know what I mean? That's not really my thing. There's nothing against them, but it's just loud, it's crowded, it's expensive, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not really a person to t who talks just to talk. Like a lot of events in college, as you probably know, come and mingle, come meet people. I'm not going to just show up to a place and start speaking about nothing. <laughs> I can do it if I have to, but if I don't have to, I'm not going to. However, I feel like I know these people that I'm around now and it would, there's more benefit for me to maybe push myself a little bit and start to have those conversations. And it's never as bad as I might think it's going to be. Like I've actually had fun sitting and talking 
<laughs> with people. And it's great because I've learned that people are just as messy as me. And people want to know the tea just as much as I do. So it's been a really nice time. And I've also been working on not going home immediately after class. You would never catch me hanging out in the department building after class. I like <laughs> I didn't go as far as like having an allergic reaction, but like I would literally need to be in the fresh air if I wasn't it like after being in that classroom. It was just the worst like response to stress. Um but now I'm hanging out like I'm eating lunch with people. I never do that. I've never done that. <laughs> it's really crazy to me that it just feels natural to me now. And I'm really proud of myself. I feel like 18-year-old me would be proud of me. 19-year-old me, definitely. Um, and yeah, I remember feeling this way in February of 2020 in college when I was going out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be social. No, I wasn't. <laughs> as you obviously know what happened in March of 2020. So I feel like I'm getting back to myself and this new era. I don't really want to call it an era because as long as I'm a student here, it's it's still going to be the struggle era. But I don't know. I'm proud of myself and I'm pushing my boundaries and my comfort zone is changing and expanding. And hopefully that leads to more positive things. Speaking of more positive things, I feel like it's time for me to reapproach my love life. And again, this is going to be its own episode. I don't know if I want to record this right after um, because we're, we're just girls. We're just girls. And that's, you know, gender neutral term, you know, the girls, the girls that get it, get it. Um... <laughs> I just feel like I, I'm of two minds, right? On one hand, it's like, I just I just need to get the schoolwork done and get out of here. And then I can think about meeting someone and like forming a relationship. And on the other hand, it's like, what better way to get practice in for your husband than to date a temporary person here? Because in a couple of months, it's not going to matter. And then I backtrack in my mind and I think about how that was essentially the situation I was in before I graduated from undergrad. And that was really bad. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole thing wasn't bad, but the way it made me feel at the end. See, this is why I'm trying not to get into it too deep because it needs to be its own episode. However, comma, I'm just saying that to say I'm open to more new experiences so if there's a man out there who wants to take me for boba who wants to buy me lunch breakfast and or dinner possibly a snack I'm not going to say no am I going to seek him out and put in effort to find him absolutely not <laughs> there's no way I'm downloading the apps again because I've tried a total of like three times I think every time I it's just it makes me sad I would rather miss out on something that's out there by not looking because looking is <laughs> just so depressing so yeah that is where i am sort of all around this year what has happened since may and i'm hoping to just 
get through. I've survived for this long and so hopefully there will be a tiny bit of thriving in there. Something positive, something that doesn't, you know, something that's just not bad. <laughs> that's kind of sad to say. But hopefully there's just some, some just joy in there. Something that can just exist without needing to worry about something else happening or being affected by another aspect of my life. I'm just trying to get back to the joy. I feel like that's really what I need. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you stick around for more episodes that are coming up. There's going to be more tea, more of me oversharing as always, because that's what besties do. And we're besties. You've been rocking with me for this long and I appreciate you. And yeah, true blue. We're stuck like glue. Period. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can follow me on Instagram at pages from my notebook, notebook pod, pages from my notebook pod. You should know that if you're listening to this episode, share it with a friend, share it with your mama, share it with your baby mama, share it with your cousins, dog walkers, hairdressers, ophthalmologists, granddaddy, share it with everybody you know. Follow me on TikTok, follow me on Instagram, follow me on LinkedIn. You know, let's just, let's just connect. Let's build this network and let's talk. Let's just, I don't know, y'all. Like <laughs> Talking to myself is one of my favorite pastimes. And I'm glad that hopefully now more people will be listening to it. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope to have you listening again soon. Bye. Another one. Come on.